Let's open our Bibles to Psalm 15. Psalm 15, a short psalm, a psalm we've used on many occasions. It fits this morning and it fits this evening. It's a description of the citizens of Zion. It's a description of the true children of God. It's a description of the elect. And so it describes for us that there is no fine line between the life and character of the righteous and the wicked. And it describes for us how we ought to live to please the Lord Jesus Christ that we'll see more of this morning from Matthew chapter 7. Let's all rise together as we read Psalm 15. In unison, Lord, who shall abide in thy tabernacle? Who shall dwell in thy holy hill? He that walketh uprightly and worketh righteousness and speaketh the truth in his heart. He that backbiteth not with his tongue, nor doeth evil to his neighbor, nor taketh up a reproach against his neighbor, in whose eyes a vile person is contemned, but he honoreth them that fear the Lord. He that sweareth to his own hurt and changeth not. He that putteth not out his money to usury, nor taketh reward against the innocent. He that doeth these things shall never be moved. Amen Amen and amen. You may be seated. The first verse has two questions that we should be asking ourselves. Lord, who shall abide in thy tabernacle? Who shall dwell in thy holy hill? Lord, am I one of yours? Lord, am I one of your elect? Am I one of your true children? Or am I a false pretender? These are questions we ought to ask, but there's an answer for them. And I'm thankful that when we get to the last sentence of this short psalm, it says... He that doeth these things shall never be moved. The man that does these things shall abide in God's tabernacle forever, and he'll dwell in his holy hill forever, whether it be in this world or in the world to come. He that doeth these things shall never be moved. We do not believe in salvation by works. We do not believe that by our works we can earn or obtain the favor of God. But we do believe that by our works... We can assure our hearts that we are the Lord's. And that's what this psalm is for. This psalm is not teaching good works in order to obtain eternal life. This psalm is teaching good works in order for you to know that you have eternal life. These are good works that answer the questions of the first verse and give us the assurance of the last verse. That if you do these things, you'll never be moved. Look at the list very briefly. He that walketh uprightly, he has a lifestyle of doing what is right at every turn. He always does what is right, what is in the interest of others rather than himself. He works righteousness. He is constantly working to do those things that please God and show him his righteousness. He does not define righteousness by himself. He defines righteousness according to God's Word. And he speaks the truth in his heart. His words are always honest, 
and they're from the heart, though they're coming out of the mouth, they're, in, they're according to truth. He doesn't exaggerate. He doesn't lie. He doesn't misrepresent. He doesn't slander. He speaks the truth in his heart. Verse 3, he doesn't backbite with his tongue. He doesn't say critical or negative things about others who are not present. When you backbite, that means you're biting someone in the back because you're talking behind their back, as we would say in modern English. But that's backbiting, and a righteous man doesn't do that. And a man who wants to know that he's going to stand in heaven with the Lord does not backbite with his tongue. He doesn't do evil to his neighbor. A neighbor is someone that God brings across your path or lives close to you, and you have an advantage, or you could have an advantage over them and take advantage of them. But a righteous man doesn't do that. A righteous man does not do evil to his neighbor, though he lives close by and trusts you. You always are honest and careful and protect the interests of those that are exposed to you because of proximity or those that God brings your way. It says he doesn't take up a reproach against his neighbor. When others are spreading slanders, when others are whispering or tail-bearing about a neighbor, he stops it and says, I don't believe that. I'm not going to repeat that. I don't care what you think. I don't care what you think happened to you. I don't want to know about it. He won't take up a reproach against his neighbor. He won't spread rumors about other people. It says, in whose eyes a vile person is contemned. You know, the nation is against hatred of any kind. They want to legislate hatred out of society. Except, of course, for one group of people. Those who fear God and love the Bible and want to stand for the righteousness of the Bible were to be hated by everyone because we are so obnoxious to them. But this verse here tells us that we ought to hate vile people. And when you read in the newspaper and you read about some of the horrific crimes and horrific things that are done, this proverb says that a righteous man in his eyes, when he sees vile persons, he contemns them. He despises and hates them and condemns them because they are so wicked and contrary to what God has told us in the Bible. But in opposition to that, look what it says. It says, He honoreth them that fear the Lord. Those that fear the Lord, His brothers and sisters in Christ, He loves them. He forgives them. He overlooks their faults. He gives them honor and He exalts them as His dearest friends. We're family this morning. We're family by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we honor one another because we're here because we fear the Lord. It says that he swears to his own hurt and changeth not. When he gives his word, when he makes a promise, he performs it. He doesn't go back on his word. He's a man of his word. Verse 5, he doesn't put his money out to usury. He doesn't try to take advantage of people by loaning them money in order to make a profit. And this is on poor people. This is on those who need. He doesn't try to make a profit from those who are in need and could use his charity rather than his business. Nor does he take a reward against the innocent. No matter how much money might be slipped into his pocket or into his hand, as the book of Proverbs describes, his judgment can never be bought. Never be bought. It wouldn't matter what you offered him. He's still going to say and do what is right. He is not going to condemn the innocent nor excuse the guilty because someone offered him money or other favor. These are called bribes. And a righteous man 
is not moved at all by a bribe. Now, there's a list of things. You know, so many preachers are in pulpits this morning saying, there's nothing you can do. There's not a thing you can do, sinner, to be assured of your salvation, but to invite Jesus into your heart. But I want to tell you on the authority of the Word of God, we just read Psalm 15, and it gives us a list of things that we must do to have that assurance. Nowhere in the Bible can you take confidence in some momentary decision that you made at some time in the past that you're not living up to. The Word of God right here tells us, you shall not be moved if you do these things. There is something you can do. And here are the things you can do. You can live a righteous life. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. He didn't say, if you love me, invite me into your heart. He said, if you love me, keep my commandments. And this is a righteous man. Examine yourself under the spotlight of those words. Do you walk uprightly? Is everything in your life an effort at being right? And right is God's definition of right, not what your parents taught you or anyone else taught you. It's God's righteousness. Do you speak the truth always from your heart? There's never hypocrisy. You're never making things up or putting on a show. You speak the truth. You don't backbite. You don't do evil to those that trust you. You don't take up a reproach and spread slander against anyone. You condemn wicked men, but you honor those that fear the Lord. You keep your promises. You don't take advantage of the poor. And you can never be bought, ever. You're a righteous man, and you'll be in heaven when this world is over. That's the promise of God's Word. May the Lord bless us to live this kind of a life and to have the kind of assurance that this psalm was written for that we can know we're among the righteous. These are descriptive character traits of the citizens of Zion. May they be true of all of us. Amen.